the information is power and and we don't want people to be powerless and that is what i see with people dealing with any kind of disease but you know cancer is just one that is is highlighted right now is that if you uh, if if you don't take charge of your own health and if you don't become the driver of your own health you you just kind of do like a somebody that you know goes to the car mechanic and just drop off your car and then pick it up you know after the weekend you know we can't do that with our bodies you know we shouldn't just kind of here take my body and fix it we need to be engaged and involved in in our own healing process and with that education and knowledge like your your podcast that you're doing become so important so that we can then be involved and and you know and and empower ourselves and empower our bodies you know that god-given energy that that we have and use that to to truly heal and and be whole individuals Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Kevin Cutters. Welcome to another episode of Cutters Clinic Live. Today, we're interviewing a special guest who's become a friend of mine, Dr. Michael Carfelt. He is running the Carfelt Clinic out on the West Coast, far away from where we are. And we're going to talk more about what he does in his clinic and what he can bring to the table. Um, we always believe that there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle when you're trying to heal and you need to utilize every piece that you can or wherever you feel like God is leading you. So I try to introduce you to great practitioners, people that I think are good and add great pieces to the puzzle. Um, so, Dr. Michael, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Connors. This, this is uh, going to be great. I'm excited. Yes. So give us a little more of a rundown of your clinic, where you're located, how people can contact you, and then let's get into some things that we want to chat about. Yeah, my, my clinic is, is pretty unique. I mean, one of the things that, that we offer is uh, the photodynamic therapy, and I know we talked a little bit about that before, but the, the key with photodynamic therapy in regards to, to cancer specifically is to be able to target the cancer directly uh, without harming uh, healthy cells. And you can use in a combination of what's called a photosensitizer uh, to do that. And so the trick is to get a photosensitizer that tends to accumulate in the, in the tumor and then we can then use an, a, a, a laser. So we do intravenous, we do interstitial where you bring needles down to the tumor and uh, and the t in order to be able to oxidize the tumor so that is that is the key component of of why people fly from a little bit all over the place to uh, to do the therapies i do and then we do a bunch of other things as well uh, because you know cancer as as you know yeah, it, it's a one it's a complex disease you know so you you need to address it on so many different levels you can't just do kind of one one hit wonder and and think that that's going to take care of it you you need to kind of lean on it from all these different angles and and that's that's what i pride myself in in doing here at the carpal center uh, because we we offer just so many different therapies to kind of lean on cancer both spiritually emotionally physically and and uh, uh yeah so we can we do a whole whole body approach that i i know you do with what you're doing 
No, no, I know we spoke about the photodynamic therapy before, but that's becoming more of a a foundational piece of your clinic. Um, I had some patients ask uh, me on our Zoom call about that and what you do. Is it better for more surface tumors? Is it still worked for a deep tumor? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so in, photodynamic therapy has been around for a long time, but the challenge has been to be able to get the photosensitizer and the light to the side of the tumor, enough of the laser light you know, to the tumor to have an effect. So uh, what has been done in the past because of those challenges has been mostly surface tumors like melanomas, you know, any, any kind of skin cancer, uh, even throat, you know, they've been able to do that. But uh, with newer technology that, that has been brought in that we're utilizing here at, at the center, we then have the ability then to you know, bring interstitial needles, you know, optic needles then to the tumor site and then and then surround the tumor then with the laser light so we can hit it from several angles at the same time and then also you can inject then the um the dye around the tumor site and allow that absorption and also it has to do with the type of dye that has been used and that is also something that has evolved quite a bit so we brought in a, a number of things that we actually get from germany uh, that that have uh, most dyes uh, in the past. And a dye, people can think of a dye, you know, if you do a, uh, uh, you, you go and get a PET scan, they'll use a dye, you know, in order to be able to get good imaging, you know, it accumulates in the tumor cells. So uh, the issue with that is that dye then, you know, goes out of the system quite quickly. So it doesn't stay in the tumor for a long period of time. If you take an image the next day, you wouldn't be able to really see that accumulation within the tumor. The evolution of dye that that I'm using, uh, and this good friend of mine is works at a, a university in Germany uh, that uh, developed this specific one's called Nano ICG that is structured in a way so that over time it's it accumulates in the tumor cell and it stays there for a longer period of time, which gives us the opportunity to treat that tumor for a longer period of time with the the optic therapies you know so that becomes the beauty and then obviously you have then tumors that are in locations you know like in the lungs you know we don't want to stick a needle into the lung you know but we can then use a very strong uh, laser then externally as long as there's enough dye within that tumor uh, and then be able to get enough kind of juice, so to say, into the tumor, uh, even though we're not sticking a needle in, into it uh, to trigger reactive oxygen species. So you can do that with both laser and then you can also combine that with ultrasound because ultrasound also functions like a... Uh, it, it triggers uh, the creation of reactive oxygen species and uh, what's called cavitation bubbles within the tumor to trigger uh, killing, you know, killing of the tumor cells. So, so there are technologies, and that is a beauty of what we do. Uh, that is is quite cutting edge is to utilize these technologies to be able to treat deeper seated tumors, you know, versus just the ones that are superficial. How often do you have to do that procedure? That is, it something you do daily, uh, multiple times a day, and then how many minutes is each session? 
So what we do, so people tend to come here and they stay here for a couple of weeks. And so in the beginning of those couple of weeks, you know, the first couple of days, that is when we introduce the photosensitizers. And then we treat that every every day. Yeah, so that way we treat it with ultrasound, we treat it with intravenous and external laser every day. I also use a very powerful laser bed with 1800 watts, you know, to really kind of get as much light and juice into that tumor to cause as much uh, creation of reactive oxygen species to to trigger that that cell death. So, uh, yeah, so we we want to kind of lean on that tumor as much as possible. Is the IV therapy that you're doing, is that just an addition to that? There's not, it's not laser IV, obviously, it's you're doing something with uh, nutrients IV therapy that you mentioned? Yeah, so we, we do nutrients in addition to the intravenous laser therapy. And, and the beauty with the laser therapy is that uh, you are able then to treat the blood as it's passing by. So you're treating the whole and, and the the blood passes by one spot, you know, the body about once every minute. So in a and we treat for about an hour, which means that you're able to treat the whole blood volume then for a whole hour. And uh you know, for about 60 times and you know, in in you know that hour. And so in your your blood, you know, what you have there is that you have things like, you know, circulating tumor cells, you have, you know, uh, cancer stem cells, you know, that are there. And so by treating them the blood and killing those circulating tumor cells and circ and the cancer stem cells, you are then uh, as they die, then the immune system is able to recognize them better and then trigger then an appropriate antibody response. You know, to those specific components. And the the beauty is that you're treating exactly the cancer stem cells that are in the body at that time and the circulating tumor cells that are at that time. So you're actually allowing then the body to create like the perfect vaccine, you know, using uh, that very uh, <clears throat> kind of contained system uh, type of treatment, you know, with optic needle in intervene, treating the blood as it's passing by. And then we combine that with other nutritional substances, you know, that are also putting pressure on the cancer processes, you know, like we do combination of poly MVA and DCA. And uh, DCA is, is known to kind of help to shut down how the cancer cells are able then to uh, to uh, get energy. So you are then uh, starving the cancer. And, and the cancer is very vulnerable in regards to its energy because it is not very efficient in how it creates energy. So anytime you can then put pressure on how it's able to produce energy, uh, it is then going to really suffer and it's easier than to trigger uh, oxidation. They're easier to kill if they are starving. So DCA, polyMVA um, is, a, is a great combination to be able to do that. PolyMVA is, is beautiful because it uh, also works on the mitochondria of the cell. And with cancer cells, you know, we know that uh, the mitochondria is quite dysfunctional. And that is why the cancer cell is shifting its energy production into another and alternate way. 
uh, which is a fermentation type of way of creating energy. So the DCA blocks that you know, fermentation component, and then polyMVA will then push the mitochondria in its ability to produce energy. And the mitochondria, the beauty there is that it uh, holds the key to cell, the cell death switch. So when the mitochondria is functioning better, then the body is able to regulate better into kind of recognizing if this cell is too dysfunctional, then to you know cause that cell to, to die. Or if it's not uh, dysfunctional enough, the mitochondria will then help to repair the genetic, you know, the DNA, so that we will shift away from oncogenes or cancer-causing genes uh, to more normal and healthy and, and and kind of regular healthy cells. So so that that's just kind of one. And then I we do you know curcumin IV, uh, you know, which is fantastic also uh, in shutting down, I don't know, about 200 different cancer drivers. It uh, if if that was a pharmaceutical drug, it would be worth you know many, many billions. But here we have it just natural. We can take it orally. And then, you know, when you do it IV wise, and the beauty there is that you get it directly into the bloodstream. Uh, it, it gets into the cells and it, it just kind of bathes those cancer cells and shuts down all the kind of, uh, you know, tumor necrosis factor B and NF kappa B and, and VEG F and all these different drivers that the cancer rely on in order to be able to promote its own existence. Do you then send people home with like polyMBA orally, curcumin or Do you put a protocol together for them after they're there for two weeks? Yeah. So all of this is then supported by diet and also a, a supplement program. And I do also use you know, certain uh, repurposed drugs, you know, kind of like you know, Jane, McLell uh, Jane McClelland, you know, How to Start Cancer, where you uh, can use things like low-dose naltrexone, ivermectin, fenbendazole, or membendazole. Um, and then, you know, and also sometimes you have that the cancer can have a very fungal component, like Doug Kaufman talks a lot about, you know, the, the fungal correlation with cancer and, and that they, it looks very similar to kind of fungal buds and its behavior is very similar. So there's a, a strong correlation that, yeah, we want to lean on also making sure that there's you know some kind of fungal aspect over and above that it it can be you know so it can be a fungus or a tumor you know so we want to kind of address all those different things and so you have oral supplementations, repurposed drugs, diet, and then obviously lifestyle habits that we really want to lean into as well. Do you have in your clinic? Do you have an option where people can? Um do more telemedicine? Is that an option as well? Absolutely. And, and that that is usually where things start, you know, and so I have people, you know, doing telemedicine from, you know, from all over, you know, like, like, like you, I know you do. And so this way, I can then interact with them. And if they feel that there is a need for them to come to the center for more intensive therapies, they can do that. But if we can then manage things from afar, uh, then we can do that as well. And I can kind of guide them in you know, diet and, and supplementation. And then if they have then a, a local uh, doctor that's willing to prescribe some of the repurposed drugs, and we can I can work hand in hand with them, or they can come then to the center for a period and we can then kind of and uh, prescribe it there and then get some of the therapies here. Yeah, I just love your philosophy of care. 
Um, I think we think very much alike. You add pieces that I can't um, legally add. It's just complimentary. You know, it's just fantastic what you do. Anything new that you see in the horizon in your mind of what you're wanting to add to your place and uh, anything that you see uh, coming down the pike for alternative cancer? Yeah, so so one of the things that we are, are starting to look at, uh, we, we've done a lot of what's called uh, platelet-derived uh, nanoparticle delivery of agents. You know, so what that means is that we use the patient's own platelets. Uh, we mix those platelets, you know, through a, a ultrasonic process with specific agents that we want to get into the tumor site, and then we do a microfiltration of that to make those, you know, particles very small, very nonanized, so that they can easily penetrate any kind of tissue. Uh, and the beauty with platelets is that. Uh, they tumors use platelets for their their own benefit and they are drawn to locations of inflammation uh, obviously uh, the cancer tumor mi- or the tumor microenvironment is very inflammatory so the uh, so it becomes a very powerful delivery system then of whatever agent that you want to get in there whether you're using mistletoe or artisanate or whether you want to bring in some peptides like thymus and alpha one you know to modulate that that microenvironment uh, or whether you want to kind of do a a photosensitizer to kind of co- increase the concentration like methylene blue or icg or riboflavin uh, which are you know powerful photosensitizer um, so that is what we've been doing for quite some time uh, the next step where we want to go is that if we have some people that are really doing you know, really wanting chemotherapy or wanting some uh, but they don't want that big dose they want a smaller dose of that to just use a little bit of uh, something like doxorubicin uh, and then it, it, to have that uh, the delivery system of these uh, nonanized particles of of the person's or patient's platelets to be able to then get the doxorubicin into the location of the tumor environment uh, instead of it then floating all over the place and that way you can use a much less dose and then also you can get it much more targeting so it's it's similar to ipt but i think it will take a uh, take that to the next level so some we're, we're kind of looking into that as as a next step that's fantastic uh, uh, you know i'm excited about everything that you do i'm always um intrigued when i talk to you and i learn something new and it just uh motivates me to keep moving forward so i uh, thank you for bringing your no- wealth of knowledge to our patients anything else you'd like to share i mean we we have all these amazing uh therapies but the key is to really understand kind of what are some of the underlying factors of what 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 caused the cancer in the first place so you do uh, in addition to then obviously going after the tumor going after uh, the the cancer process you want to look at the root cause and that is where you know i i know you do beautifully yourself uh, and so 
that's when you want to look and see, you know, what is driving this cancer? What is what is the fuel for that? You know, is it an emotional factor? Yeah, you know, is it you know, chemicals, heavy metals? Is it pathogens? You know, talk a little bit about fungus. You know, it, what is it that's underneath that? And so you cannot miss that aspect in addition to you know going after the the cancer process in itself. Uh, so you, you want to have this multi-layered uh, program, and, and that is uh, why we do things like uh, APN, it's called Applied Psychoneurobiology, where we uh, use a, a muscle testing technique to pinpoint and see where traumas are stored and see where they're coming from. And then also uh, you can then correlate that so you have a little kind of homeopathic vial of of uh, of of the cancer like if you're dealing with prostate cancer we'll have a little vial of that and then you can then see which emotions which traumas where they're coming from and it may not even be in this life it may be you know a, a, your parents life or grandparents it may have been a generational component that you have been helping to carry over time so then you can pinpoint that and then use different techniques to help to release that charge, that trauma that's stored in the body. Uh, and so that you don't have that as a gravitation point for a tumor to form around. Uh, so that that is the key. You want to kind of make your, your body uh, not tumor friendly and working on, on traumas, emotions, toxins, pathogens, uh, eating well is our, our huge factors in that. So, so that is just another aspect that, that we do. Yeah. We, you know, we talk to patients every day that their standard oncologist never, you know, a cause never even comes up in conversation. I think the average person realizes that that's really silly. There was a reason that this happened. And if you don't fix that reason, even though you might, you know, be able to zap the disease away, it's going to come back in some way, shape or form and create a, another illness. And you have to, you have to change the milieu. You have to change the the tumor surroundings, the, the body that created it in the first place. So I love that piece about what you do. A lot of alternative doctors kind of ignore that piece too. So I, I think we get so excited and just that, you know, we, we use natural agents sometimes like a, a medical doctor use their pharmaceutical drugs is that, you know, this, this disease, that pill, and instead of looking at the individual as, as a whole and, and recognizing what is it that is underneath instead of just, well, I have person has the depression where here's St. John's work, you know, or here's five HCP. Instead, we need to kind of look at the whole and understand, you know, what is causing that depression? And obviously, we can look at the emotional, but it could be a gut dysbiosis, or it could be, uh, and, you know, it could be toxic substances that they're exposed to, an inflammatory process that's triggered by something. Um, and so that's why it's important to not just kind of think that here's a pill for this, but then to really understand what's going on with the individual to be able to address it fully. Uh, so that we're just not masking things, even just with natural agents. Right. So the disease, the dysfunction is really just the manifestation of something deeper. You know, we have to get to that something deeper. Yeah. When people come here, I mean, they're they're busy pretty much from 8, 8.30 till 5 o'clock. And there's just therapy after therapy, you know, colonics, ionic foot bath. You know, we do hockey. We have 
Flopresso working on the lymphatic. We have Sambol therapy. We have prayers for healing. We have uh, uh, all the different IVs. You know, obviously the photodynamic we talked about. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's just a, a a lot, and we also you know the ultrasound and the uh, yeah it, it's scar therapies, you know, neural therapy. Um, yeah, we we it's it's a lot that happens when people come. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, and that's what people need. They need that that intense approach sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I want the listeners also to uh, know that there is a a summit that's coming up, and I know that we're we're we have you on that summit. That's going to be some of the the leaders in the world in regards to integrative oncology. And I mean, the lineup is just phenomenal of the pe- the speakers that that are uh, that are going to be on it. So for anyone that has any concern in regards to cancer, then the the summit uh, that airs, it starts airing October 31st, and it airs for free for a whole week. So all the listeners, they can join for free. Obviously, if you like the material and you want to revisit it, you, know, you can purchase it for, for a very you know, small amount of money. Uh, but it, it's, it's going to be an incredible event and it's going to be some groundbreaking information. You know, we have, you know, like, like yourself, you know, Dr. Neil McKinney, Dr. Tony Hibbenes, Dr. Paul Anderson, uh, Dr. Thomas Seafred. You know, you, you can, you know, people can look at the, uh, lineup and, and I'm sure you'll, you'll provide a little link, you know, that people can go to, uh, to kind of look at the lineup that's going to be there. Yeah. It's, it's going to be incredible summit and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it and excited. And, and it's going to be, you know, wonderful to share that information with, with the audience. Yes. That's another thing I like about you is that you just want to get information out and help as many people as possible. Yeah. And I, and I think, yeah, like, like yourself, you know, the, the, the information is power and, and we don't want people to be powerless. And that is what I see with people dealing with any kind of disease, but, you know, cancer is just one that is, is highlighted right now is that if you, uh, if, if you don't take charge of your own health, and if you don't become the driver of your own health, you you just kind of do like a somebody that you know goes to the car mechanic and just drop off your car and then pick it up you know, after the weekend. You know, we can't do that with our bodies. You know, we shouldn't just kind of here take my body and fix it. We need to be engaged and involved in in our own healing process. And with that education and knowledge, like your your podcast that you're doing, becomes so important so that we can then be involved and and you know and and empower ourselves and empower our bodies. You know that God given energy that that we have and use that to to truly heal and and be whole individuals. Amen to that. Yes. <laughs> Hundred percent. Well, thank you so much. We're going to have links to your clinic and to your summit coming up. So that's going to be very exciting too. Um, Dr. Carfield, I thank you for your wisdom and uh, all that you offer people. Just ask that God just continues to bless you and your practice and your patience and and that healing can ensue. Thank you so much, and and you're such a blessing to the world, you know, with everything that that you do. And I, it's an honor to know you, and an honor to work alongside with you with with people on on their healing journey. So thank you. And I also want to let people know that uh, in October I am a release. I'm releasing my 
Uh, my book is coming out. It's a it's a thick 450 page book about uh, every, everything about cancer and what you need to know to empower yourself. So, you know, for all the listeners, keep an eye out for that as well. Yes, looking forward to that. We'll have links to that when that comes due too. Great. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Connors. Always an honor. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>